Arts. Errol, a warm welcome to the show and thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome. Thank you. How are you doing? How is lockdown where you are? And has things eased a little bit? We've made it to day 52. (laughs) Yeah, well, we're doing okay here, actually. Um, Our our lockdown has been quite strict um, over the last, what, six, seven weeks. Mm. Um, It was, it will be, sorry, um, eased tomorrow. Um, At the moment, well, before this, we had a two kilometer radius that you could leave your home. They were advising all over 70s to stay in at home. Mm-hmm. Advising. I mean, it's not, it's not against the law, but yes. they're advising to stay at home. And at that time, you could you could wander or go from leave your home and go two kilometers. Now they've extended that to five kilometers. Okay. So uh, it allows people to get that little bit further, particularly for walks, going to shops mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. From tomorrow, some stores are going to open. Uh, stores like... Um, um, uh, garden centers okay. and things like that, yeah. uh, hardware stores where they wouldn't, where you could still keep social distancing. Obviously, supermarkets are opened and mm. pharmacies mm. are opened and so on. Um, so we're gradually letting it down, and we have it done in five phases. So starting from tomorrow, it will be three weeks, and then in three weeks' time, they will look at it again mm-hmm. and will sort of freeze the restrictions a bit more and so on and so on, right up until the so, each three weeks yeah. goes up to about So what August. level are you on at the moment? We're on level four in South Africa. Uh, depends which way you're going. If you're going five down to one, uh, we'll be on, on five tomorrow. Oh, wow. Okay. And you're still cocooning or have you ventured out and, you know, explored it within your 5K radius? No, I, I have, yes, I have. My wife and I now go for a walk. At a, at a particular time when we're sure that there won't be many people around. Mm-hmm. And if there is, then we have to be very careful to make sure we maintain that, that two-meter distance. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm very happy that you are keeping safe, Errol. Um, and I'm also looking at the new laws. If it's anybody that can, you know, break it down for us, because we, we're talking about the amendment of Law 3 with the new rule now saying five subs and a squad is allowed to move from 18 to 23 players. Um, that's just come in now and will remain in force until the end of this year. Mm. You know, um, certainly here with us in Ireland, um, our league wouldn't be as big as as England, for example. And um, people are a bit reluctant to come out in the wintertime. So we have what what is essentially a summer league. It starts in about March and finishes uh, around the end of October. Mm. So... um, any 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 leagues that have that system, uh, in fact, it used to be that way in South Africa when I was there many years ago, and then Trevor Phillips uh, came in and changed the whole thing around to the European way. But any any league that starts in March, uh, these new changes will stay until the tw- the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And they've even said that some leagues that might start or that might run into 2021 or may not be completed by 2020 these new rules would still apply as well. So yeah. they're, they're basically for the duration of this uh, emergency, as it were, this pandemic. So, uh, yes, COVID-19 now comes uh, is here uh, and these new rules come into play. But I'm also taking a look at um, the five subs and obviously the squad, which is now bigger. But does the time become more? Because is there not time that's going to be needed in order to make sure that, you know, um, everything is done and it's done by the book? 
No, no more time will be will be added on or taken away for that matter. It will still be ninety minutes with the with the um, usual thirty minutes extra time in penal, uh, for cup competitions and penalties and so on. But basically, what it's saying is that each team will be permitted to use a maximum of five substitutes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is under Law Three, now which deals with the number of players. Um, they also say that to reduce the disruption to the match, each team will have a maximum of three opportunities to make those five substitutions. So this is very important. Mm. Where you have five substitutions, it doesn't mean to say that you have five opportunities to make those uh-huh. like you would have if you had three. Okay. You still only have three opportunities. Okay. So at some time you're going to have to make, you can make one substitute, but then you have four left. Mm. But then you've only got two opportunities. Mm. So you'll have to make at least two double the remaining yeah. opportunities. Yeah. And, and this is also very important that the two teams, if they're making sub- substitutions at the same time, which teams generally do, um, that will count as one each from their three opportunities. Mm. So mm. you could bring three on in the first opportunity, and then you have two more opportunities, which will give you one sub each, yeah. or whichever whichever. Uh, way you want to do it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that's that's important from that point of view. Yes, um, it, it makes sense. It makes sense now that you said not more time, but you've got those three opportunities. You're allowed the five subs, but then also from eighteen to twenty-three. I, I guess it it goes hand in hand because you've you're able to make more subs now. Well, you'd have um, you'll have a bigger panel of players on the bench, mm-hmm. um, and but nevertheless, you're still only allowed the five substitutes. They're also talking about that in cup competitions that might go to extra time, that you might be allowed an additional sub, which would give it six. Now, going back a little bit, they were talking about, um, in, in, in under normal circumstances before this pandemic came, that there would be a, a fourth substitute mm. in cup competitions. But then this pandemic came along, and now they've... they've uh, They've enlarged it to five substitutions. And I'm not sure if they've confirmed it yet, but they certainly were talking about allowing a sixth substitution in um, in cup competitions. And, of course, any unused sub- substitutions, they can be carried over to extra time. Yeah. Yellow card for spitting. Um, and I'm just thinking, I'm thinking of my times on a football field, and it's just part of the game, right? It's a contact sport as well. So I'm just trying to think, yes, we're making these rules for the safety of everybody, but I think a yellow card for spitting, don't you think is a little bit severe? Just don't spit. <laughs> Not at all. I don't think it's severe at all. <clears throat> I think it's a disgusting, filthy habit. And why they have to do it, I have no idea. Mm. I mean, we all get a build-up of whatever in our mouths, but you can't walk down the street and spit it out. You have to absorb it. Maybe sometimes, I don't want to sound disgusting now, but sometimes <laughs> you have to swallow it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And you can't do that. And, and do you know the other thing that really gets up my nose is that directors, the guys who are in, in the control box on the outside board, why did they leave the camera? on a guy who's deliberately blowing his nose mm, and spitting. Mm, mm, away. Mm, why, mm. why are they showing that? And then they're spitting on the ground. And before this pandemic, I suppose, one could say, well, okay, everything is fine. You're not going to pick up anything from it. Well, I wonder. But now, I mean, hopefully this will put an end to it. And I have another little gripe I want to share with you, Robbie. Go ahead. <laughs> this 
handshake at the start of the game. You know, I watched the German Bundesliga started yesterday yeah. uh, behind closed doors and the players came on the field not together in the normal way with the referee and the assistants at the beginning, but individually they walked on the field and the referees came on last, mm. which does away with this handshake at the start of the game. And if there's anything that gets up my nose so much, it's this handshake, simply because it is just so hypocritical. They shake hands with the referee, they shake hands with the with each, uh, the opposition team, and the game hasn't started, but they're kicking lumps out of each other, and they're shouting abuse and all kinds mm, of obscenities mm, at the referee. Mm. What is the point? Total, absolute hypocrisy. Yeah, so, so you're happy. You're happy with the yellow card for the spitting. The blowing of the nose situation is just gross, I'm sorry. And then also, so you, you, are you happy? Because they're also saying... I mean, with the, with the measures that have been taken, Errol, because they're saying half-time as well, kits will need to be changed. Yeah, well, that's fine. Look, football is a contact sport, so I don't know how they're, you know, there's no way you can maintain a two-metre distance or mm-hmm. even a one-metre distance. I mean, I was looking at it yesterday, and the players were tackling each other. And then, for example, what happens when there's a corner kick and there's a crowd of players in the penalty area and they're pushing and shoving and they're right up against each other? Yeah. Where, where's the two-metre distance then? So, but I, I am I am given to understand that they have they're going to do a lot of testing of the players before they come on the field. Mm. And each player, in fact, they were talking yesterday that the German players were in quarantine for seven days prior to the game. Okay, and that they were also tested on the day to make sure that they didn't have any temperature. Mm. But you know, this is a very funny virus. I mean, you you can't have you can't be asymptomatic. Mm. In mm. other words, you can have it. But you're not showing any of the obvious Correct. signs, which yes. is uh, like a sore throat, a runny nose, or a temperature. So you can be asymptomatic. What do you do there? Hmm. But don't you also think, I mean, like you said, the whole two-meter thing cannot apply, especially in the midst of a football game. Um do you think players, I, I mean, I guess we're all scared, right? We know it's there. Uh, we don't yeah. want to contract the virus. But within yeah. the field of play, I'm just thinking... Do you really think players would take to the field and play with their play their hearts out into their hearts content when you always have this thing kind of like you know like a monkey on your back? Well, personally, I think they shouldn't have opened up football yet. I think any kind of contact sport should not be should not have been open. And I know there are advocates out there, and there are people. When I say advocates, I mean people advocating for for the lockdown to. To, to ease off and give you know let let sports resume. You, Romy, you only have one life. Right. God gave you one life. He didn't say you can have another one. Maybe mm. you've got one life, and you've got to do the best you can with it. Now, a lot of people are dying. Especially, thankfully, our our death rates here in Ireland are coming down by the day. By the day, thankfully, mm. yesterday we had fifteen deaths, and uh, for the first time we're below a hundred new cases. Uh, in England, it's appalling. Yeah. I mean, they're the highest in Europe. In America, it's, it's wow. climbing towards 100,000 mm. yes. people. I mean, that's, that's 100,000 families, perhaps, that are now grieving that mm. maybe shouldn't have. Yeah. And uh, I, I, anything that puts people's lives in danger or puts them in any kind of harm's way, I think should be discouraged. And maybe opening up football because these guys, you'll have 22 guys, rarely, rarely, but you do have, you have two brothers on the field. But then they are going home to their families. Mm, 
Mm. Maybe they're going home to their parents' house. Maybe they're going home to their own home where they may have children and so on. And that can be spread. And particularly, again, I go back to this asymptomatic uh, situation yes. where you have it, but you don't know you have mm. it. Mm. And you're mixing with people. Then what? Yeah. And it does seem to to hit the elderly and people with underlying conditions. The um, the life, the age span, actually, in the UK, the youngest is five that has died. Wow. And the oldest was 104, I think. Mm. So it uh, goes right across the board. And just because you're young doesn't mean to say you're immune from it. You'll obviously have a stronger constitution and you'll be able to survive it, perhaps. Mm, mm, mm. And I don't want to scare people, but I just want to make people aware that the danger is there. And particularly... But there are large groups of people, and it's like in South Africa, where I lived for, for 14 years, um, in the townships, in the informal settlements, where people are living literally on top of each other, where did, how could they keep two meters apart? Mm, mm. And we've spoken Very about that on the show, but I tell you what, Errol, Colin in Cape Town wants to be a part of our conversation, so let's welcome him in. Colin, a warm welcome to the show. Go ahead with your question. Uh, good evening, and good evening to your guest. Thank you know, you. Uh, sports federations must really start looking at uh, the rules now, mm-hmm. changing the rules. You know, rugby, rugby rules, for safety's sake, change quite often. Now, you take cricket where they put saliva on a ball and so-and-so and so mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. Now, soccer, rugby, rugby, if you have a cut and there's blood coming, you get sent off the field straight away. Yeah. You know? You're yeah. not allowed to continue. So I think um, FIFA in, in soccer must get straight away down to the point now with his blowing noses on the field and spitting and things like that. It's got to be a, a rule, not only because of the virus, uh, make it permanent. Even, even though we never had the virus, if we never had the virus, it should never have ever been allowed. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, I that's hear you, my comment. Thank you. So the, all sports federations must have a look into this uh, where you play with a ball, like cricket and rugby and things like that, blood bath, you get off the field, you know, anybody injured, any sign of blood, off the off field. Off the field, yeah. And uh, blowing noses and spitting like that should be recorded. And uh, the next warning, red card. Mm. Thanks very much. All this is on the radio. Thank you. Thank you very much. Colin is out in Cape Town there, just being a part of our conversation here, Errol. And I, I yeah. guess a good point. Uh, it shouldn't just be now because of COVID-19. Uh, perhaps we adopt this, you know, long after. Well, it, I mean, it, like, like it, it's, it's a filthy habit. It really is. <laughs> it is habit. <laughs> you're, you're, you're spreading your germs all over the place. Mm. But my... My worry, not worry, but my thing would be that when a player goes down and he gets tackled and he falls on the ground, how do we know that he's not going to fall right exactly where somebody spat before? Mm. And he may also have spat. Is he not worried that somebody will fall down to the ground and maybe touch the ground with his mouth where somebody else has just spat? Why is it necessary? And I know it may sound a little bit girlish and and, and, uh, cheesy, if they have to blow their nose, well, then put pockets in their in their shorts, and so they can carry a handkerchief mm. if they need. Yeah, to, yeah, it, it definitely it it needs to be kept cleaner, neater, uh, and I think we. I guess you and I will chat again. You know, as we watch and as we see things develop, we're waiting in South Africa as well with the task force that has been put together to see if um, football goes back and how we go back. What What do you think, Errol? Do you think 
it is just a matter of time before we see the PSL back. Well, hopefully. I mean, I mean, we're all getting withdrawal symptoms. Uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. Having soccer, you know, and uh, um, I'm as much a lover of football as anybody else, and we would all love to see the game back. But number one, we have to think of people's health and safety. That's the number one priority. Forget everything else pales into insignificance. Mm. Um, health is wealth. My, my late mother used to say, your health is your wealth. And, and that's the most important thing. And that's what we should be thinking of. Not the loss of revenue, not the loss of advertising, nothing, nothing, nothing. You cannot put a price on a person's life. Mm. Um, and a player going out and playing and then maybe contracting it off another player and then going home and maybe going visiting visiting his um, elderly parents and then he gives it to one of them, mm-hmm. then what? Then what? Then what? Errol, thank yeah. you. Thank you for chatting. Thank you for always picking up the phone when we call you here from Radio 2000. And you and your wife, please stay safe. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. More than welcome. Thanks. Errol Sweeney there, former FIFA referee, just giving us the in on that uh, amendment that was made to Law 3, where the rule now says five subs. Squad is now moved from 18 to 23 players. That's a yellow card for that nose-blowing and spitting, which is absolutely gross. And also at halftime, kits will be changed just in order to, you know, ensure that personal hygiene and the contact sports. You know, these players... They bump into each other. They tackle each other at the end of the day. But I think the measures are going to be very strict where if it is that we go back, and this is just my personal opinion, guys, um, that it's going to have to be controlled in such a way that there's probably one province that all the teams come to to play out the remaining games and that you're probably in camp with no one in and no one out in order to make sure that everybody remains safe. It can't be you're coming to play and now you're going back home to your family and then you're playing again in two days' time. I think the the measures are going to be extremely stringent um, where no one can literally move. You know, uh, you've raised your hand, you're playing, you're a part of this team. We're in this hotel and we're going to play out the remainder of the games behind closed doors. And Errol hit the nail on the head. I am having withdrawal symptoms, so I hope that it does come back. But then Marcos Pellegrin also yesterday, I mean, he he mentioned that figure in terms of what La Liga brings in in millions, billions, I think. Four billion, if I'm not mistaken, was the figure. And so how does everything come to a halt? And you take a look at that number now, um, and the wheels are no longer turning. So in terms of revenue, if you take a look at sport, uh, the wheels need to turn, right? Uh, We're all pretty stagnant and running on the same spot, um, but life. Life comes first and everything else after.